Hi, and welcome to Journeys, the podcast with stories of personal and professional development and growth. Today, I will be having a conversation with Alessandra Bortolussi. Alessandra is based in Northern Italy, and she worked in corporate finance for 22 years as a dedicated people manager and change agent, before starting her own business as an executive and leadership coach. Today's conversation is about giving ourselves permission to be what Alessandra calls a work in progress. She talks about her experience of moving away from constantly adapting and trying to live up to others' expectations, from being driven and pushing for high performance, towards allowing herself to live and lead from a place of choice and grounded action. And now, let's hear from Alessandra. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Alessandra, and welcome. Hi, Michael. Thank you, and uh, good to be here. Yeah, lovely to have you here. Thanks for joining me today in uh, in this conversation about your own journey or part of your journey that has uh, led you or helped you to become the person you are today so I always start with the first question which is uh, just also for for the audience to get to know you a little bit better who is Alessandra yes um well there is the let's say standard answer um, that I usually give, which is I'm a coach, um, I'm focused on leadership development, um, I'm half Italian, half Dutch, um, and, and so on. So the details, uh, the, the more practical details of my life. Um, and at the same time, the answer that comes to mind um, on who I really am is, is really a work in progress. Um, a person who loves to learn, loves to improve herself, grow, um, and yeah, and in that, uh, that's where the journey happens. Mm, beautiful, yeah, which is kind of the continuous, as you said, the work in progress. I, I, I love that perspective because it feels so, you know, many times when we feel like we need to be perfect or we need to be complete or whatever word that is that we're telling us just noticing that piece about well i'm i'm a continuous work in progress uh for all my life which feels a bit more relaxing or soothing even maybe yes i think there is a permission um in there a permission to as you say not be perfect mm. permission to change I think for, for a long time in my life, when I made big changes, I always had this feeling of, oh my God, it's going to be forever. This is like, you know, it's, it's all or nothing. And actually that doesn't really exist. I mean, we have the possibility to change, um, yeah. to change direction, to change whatever, basically. Yeah. Um, we want. So yes, um, permission to be a work in progress and not be perfect um, and change direction if, if I want to. So, if if we if we use that word or that that analogy of of being a work in progress, um, you know there was always there's always a journey to to lead to some kind of a conviction or lead to kind of a a new belief even about you know I'm I'm a work in progress and I make up from what we talked about previously that this was not always the case, uh, so you had a big journey. Uh, behind you and probably also a, a journey ahead of you uh, 
I hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we all do. Um, if there was a a defining moment, you know, when kind of that part of your journey got triggered, what would you what would you say? What was that moment or a period where that journey got started? Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's twofold. So on the one side, it's really been forty four years in the making, um, and and on the other side, if I need to identify a moment, um, yeah, then then that's been my burnout. Um, so getting to a point where I needed to make a different choice. Um, and where, yeah, where circumstances were really not not healthy for me, and and kind of tried it tried it all. Um, you know, I'm I'm not one to easily give up. So, um, yeah, working hard, trying to, yeah, as I said, not not give up. But there comes also a point where you need to make a choice um, of. Now it's time to take care of me. Now it's time to make that decision for me, um, mm. not just for the performance of my work, not for um, others' expectations, um, but but really for me. Yeah. So that was that was a moment where I had to make that decision, um, and that really made everything else possible. Right. And you said, you know, about performance, about expectations of others, which is something that kind of lives inside of us. Um, how did you notice that this is what's going on or there is something going on even, you know, is there like a, even a moment when you said like, oh, okay, now I get it or, you know, what's going on? Well, I have always or, or for, for a long, long time known that achievement and performance was very important to me. Um, but I've always kind of seen it as a positive thing. It's like, it's good to have this drive. It's good to want to do always more. Um, and I think it's been, um, it's been really the shift of realizing that while yes, it's it's okay to want to have a goal and to achieve and to to do a good job to perform. It's even I think okay to be aware of others' expectations and to take that into account. Mm. Um, but there is there there are different ways to do it, and the way I was doing it was without considering my own needs, without considering. Um, my energy levels without considering what was um, giving me energy and, and draining energy. It was, it was all focused on this is what I have to do and I shall do it. Yeah. So there wasn't any balance in that right. or very little balance in that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, an inner narrative that says, I have to. I have to because... Yeah. Because what will happen if I say no? Um, right. What will people think? Um, you know, what does it say about me if I don't respond to people's expectations? Mm. 
and yeah. that narrative was usually not very positive yeah um so yeah i'm not good enough um they will see me as weak they will see me as not professional enough um yeah and i could go on for for a while in that in that direction yeah and i've now learned to not do that so much and and kind of shift the direction but that's yeah that's been one of the changes that i needed to to learn right and I think what you're just sharing is so true for many of us, um, you know, in this, I guess we're, we're living in kind of a performance driven society as well. And, you know, there's always more and, and there are lots of expectations um, on a cultural level, like, you know, what is it like to be a good professional and all those things. Uh, and those things are very much driven from the outside. And then, what I hear what happened for you is a point of stopping, taking a step back and questioning if that's actually true for yourself. Yes, it's, um, you know, on the one side, it was driven by how, how I was feeling, um, you know, health wise and, and physically. Um, but of course, it was also indeed realizing, oh, that is, this is how I talk to myself. Starting to notice that, starting to notice um, the direction I was pushing myself into. Um, and, you know, even, you know, coaching clients, I've, I've seen that, yes, it is quite normal that we are critical of ourselves and we can be very judgmental. Um, what is, what I think is crucial is to notice it and then be able to choose to do it differently. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to get to that point of noticing, of hearing, of, of listening to myself. Um, and, and it's a constant choice that I have to make. Yeah, yeah. So constantly trying to take almost a step back and, and asking myself, what's my choice here? Instead of being in this, I have this, this image of the hamster wheel that just keeps turning and we are just going on and on and on without noticing that we're still in the, in the wheel and, and nothing's changing. Um, how did you, like, how, what was that, that, that process of, noticing you know noticing that pattern or noticing uh like how to be at choice or you know asking yourself how to be at choice how did you how did you find that well um there are many pieces in that puzzle mm -hmm. the, my own coach training um and and the things i've learned but of course it's one thing to know the theory um and advise others um, to put that theory into practice. <laughs> yeah. And and it's another thing to actually do it yourself, right? Mm. So it's also about it's about integrity as well. It's about okay, this is the work I'm doing, and and I know that this is important. I know it's important to listen to to your body, listen to to what's going on. Um, I see it working for others because 
my clients are from that perspective very resourceful and and um yeah so so it was very important for me to to get an integrity with that um and and again it's it's noticing how I was holding myself back, how I was making myself feel that then taints the decisions you make, taints the actions you take, um, taints the way you're in relationship. Um, relationships, connection is very important for me. It's always been very important for me. And I wanted to stand in those relationships being more at ease with myself mm. and allowing myself to be more authentic as well and yeah. to be able to do that i needed to clear all that negative self-talk because that would already put me into a different position yeah so um yeah i mean when when i was learning about um self-acceptance for me that was kind of at the time a bit of a nice concept um that i didn't really feel um it was like yes makes sense um let's move on because <laughs> that's that's it um but i've learned to I, i've now really learned to understand what that means and i've mm. also learned to understand that it's the way you have to get through that to, to be able to accept others. Um, being non-judgmental towards others was, was and is a value of me. And I didn't realize that actually by being so judgmental towards myself, I was also not fully able to be not non-judgmental towards others, mm. mainly than the people very close to me with whom we tend to be more, uh, well, relax that ease and, and more ourselves with. Yeah, yeah. I love that perspective of, um, you know, noticing the story that I'm telling to myself because, um, I mean, that's part of what I've been noticing about myself as well sometimes was this notion of what would I tell a friend if he was in trouble or she was in trouble? And it's clearly that I would probably be quite supportive and, you know, empathetic and all these things. But actually doing the same thing for myself is really hard, <laughs> especially when you come from that place of, or when we come from that place of, uh, you know, I have to X, Y, Z, uh, perform, be better, you know, reach higher, um, be nice to others, all these things. Um, so what I'm curious about as well, because, you know, usually there is also a story of how those narratives or how those beliefs are built. And I'm just curious because I guess part of your exploration was as well to try and understand, um, how did this narrative get formed in the first place or how did I learn uh this kind of narrative what did you find out there so i've always been quite um 
analytical towards myself, um, trying to learn and understand. So I was, I was aware of, let's say, events in the past that had led to that. Um, and those events were, I mean, when I was a child, I moved homes quite a lot. So I had to start all over many times new school, you know, new, new country, sometimes new language. Um, and in one of those moves, um, I, I got bullied uh, by my, my um, school friends. Um, and that really shook me, shook my foundation, uh, the confidence in myself, um, the trust that I could have in, in, in who I was, in my abilities. And while I was quite aware that that had created a lot of insecurity in me, at the same time as an adult, I thought, okay, yes, that was a period in my life. That's what it did, but I'm over that now. And, mm. you know, that's in the basement of my, of my house. Um, and I didn't realize how much actually it still um, influenced the way I was looking at myself. It's like mm. you're stuck in an old story. And, and that story, yeah, that was of, a, of, of insecurity, of doubt, of fear, um, of not being accepted by people. So it was not necessarily, let's say, um, understanding where it came from. I knew where it came from, but it was realizing that it was still impacting me, still influencing me. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and 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 then moving on from that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very, very important piece. Um, or insight in general for for our own personal development and growth is all those past stories shaped who we who we have become and they also hold uh, beliefs and assumptions about how life works right so if we are at a young age we are told if i am not xyz or if i'm not I don't know what your version of that belief was actually that you learned from there. Maybe you can start from there. What, what did you, do you think you, you picked up there on how life works or how you have to be? Yes. And I think it was a combination of how things worked um, at home, let's say, and, and the bullying for sure, which was very impactful. So I, if I, if I do not adapt to what other people are saying I should be doing or I should be being, mm -hmm. then I don't fit in. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I won't be accepted. Um, so it became a combination of, because adapting then becomes trying to please, trying to respond to those expectations. Um, without really questioning, are they good expectations or not? I mean, do I want to respond to those expectations or not? Yeah. And on the other side, um, this need to constantly prove myself. And that's, that's where the performance and, and achievement comes in. Yeah. So I will show you that I am good enough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I will do that through uh, good grades um, initially and um, yeah, and then onwards, you know, performing from a professional perspective, knowing or, or seeing, realizing that actually that, that carrot of once I get there, I will be good enough is always further and further and further away. So it's a... It's the stick or the carrot on the stick that you will never reach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think these are such a, I mean, I would say no, no wonder because, you know, one of our basic needs is to belong, to have a, a network of people around it. And I'm also saying this in all awareness about my own patterns, because I can very much relate to what you're just sharing. Uh, I, I, I discovered I'm a, uh, I, I was, and in part still am a, a people pleaser uh, because the, I, I wanting to avoid the painful feeling of being rejected. Um, and I guess that has changed a lot over time also because of awareness and in, in what, what you just shared now, but it's so interesting to see that pattern at play to actually take that step back and see so why am I acting in the way I act and going down to kind of the source of all uh, to be able to question is that still true for me today as a as a grown-up which is something I've learned way in the past and I guess especially as a child uh, the situation the context is very different there is the only way to stay safe is to be close to the grown-ups or to be to be accepted or liked by the grown-ups and all these things and and then we move through life and then we get to a point where we notice wow that's still active and but now and i think that's another beautiful part of what you're you shared before but now i'm a choice yes being a choice i think is the most important gift i would say that we have Mm. and I think we often not realize that the choice is there and that the choice is always there, no matter the circumstances, no matter who you think you are, no matter where you are or what you're yeah. doing. And yeah. um, it's, it's also a responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. It's a responsibility towards yourself, but it's also a responsibility towards others because I mean, I've been in situations where making a choice was difficult and I decided, um, let's say, not to make the choice and allow others to make that choice for me. Mm. But deep down, it wasn't what I wanted, which which then creates resentment. And um, and we hold others responsible for something that actually wasn't their fault um, in the first place because we could have made a choice. We should have made a choice. Um, so, um, and I think if I, if I briefly go back to what you were saying before about the process of realizing, going back, where does this behavior come from? It, it sounds maybe like, and and it is hard work, but at the same time, um, I think we get better at it as time goes by. Um, I get quicker in assessing what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And what do I now want to, where do I want to go from mm-hmm. here? 
Mm-hmm. So it becomes, you know, like the reactive behavior of um, that, that I was doing up until that moment was quick. This new behavior also becomes a quicker and quicker um, and more natural way of being, um, fortunately. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's relief. Um, and and being able to choose how I look at things, being able to choose for the brighter side versus the darker side. Um, yeah, is is, I think, a good choice to be able to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this. What just comes up as you say you know brighter side and darker side it's it's kind of a it's almost a bit of an energy pattern is the energy going or focusing towards staying safe and you know being um uh how do you call that kind of protecting myself to stay safe which is a very energy containing kind of thing or am i ready to first accept that this is there this is also part of me but then also taking a choice to actually unleash that energy towards creating something i want and being a choice in that sense yeah and also realizing that maybe what what we're considering staying safe is not really yeah that safe after all and that that safety doesn't really exist Mm -hmm. and therefore um Therefore, why not, why not go for it? Why not um, try the thing that we might be afraid of trying? Or mm-hmm. um, I think there was a book, um, there is a book that's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And, right. and that's kind of what, um, what happens in those moments. Mm-hmm. Mm. Saying, yes, okay, so... Um, this this is what I'm feeling, and do I want to stay here or do I do I want to move forwards anyway? Yeah, I, I and I think that's a very important concept and advice in general. Kind of, there is no safe way to be great, and we have to move through the fear in, because that's how we start to be daring. Uh, so it's actually a very courageous move to move through the fear in order to end up in a better place. And it's only by trying, it's only by doing that I realized I didn't have to be that afraid in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Because what we imagine can happen is often much, much worse than what mm. actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's also you know, it's kind of learning from experience, knowing that, okay, this is usually how I see things. It makes me scared for whatever reason. And now, and now let's, let's see what happens. Right. And I think that's in the work we do, we, both of us, we do uh, as coaches, I think that's, that's one of the core moves. So first gaining that self-awareness, right. And then on the other hand is also examining those beliefs that I formed or that were formed or that, yeah, that I I formed myself in the past, putting them to the test, how are they still valid today? And actually even, even more so in what you just were referring to, as we put them to the test, we gain new information, what actually really happens. And in many cases, what we are most afraid of doesn't happen. 
but we need to go there. Yeah, we need to go there. Yes, and I think it's also um, helpful to 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 normalize what we're talking about, right? So I think everyone has a past. Everyone has um, a family of origin where certain things come from. We all have our experiences. So this is a process that um, I think we all can go through um, in service of not holding ourselves back and being more alive and living more fully versus, you know, coming to the end potentially and saying, oh, I should have, I could have done this, I could have done that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really a gift we're giving ourselves. It is, yeah. And, I mean, seeing you today, so we're here on Zoom, I'm looking at you as you're telling your story, I see this big smile and, uh, you know, uh, a grounded, uh, energetic way of being. Um, what has shifted since then? Like, where are you today? I think it's a combination of, well, the, the awareness that we have been talking about so far so mm. the, basically the whole the whole process um and and it's that increased presence i would say there is a lot of talk right about presence about um being mindful about but but i i think it's it's really something very practical um and I've learned to check in with myself more during the day, just to mm. kind of see what, you know, where I'm at and how am I feeling and how am I doing? And it's seconds, right? Yeah. Um, and it's that, yeah, I have to come back to that, to that power of choice. We are the only ones that can make certain decisions um, and I actually feel more powerful because of it. Mm. I feel I'm more in control of where I'm going and why I'm going into a certain direction. Um, and I also hope that my journey, my process um, helps me be more of support for people that actually are going through similar journeys mm. to say, yeah, yes, I get it. I understand. And I know that, you know, you can, you can come out of that on the other side and actually feel better than you've ever felt before. Yeah. Yeah. So the importance of, choice self-awareness i think that's something that throughout this conversation was very uh very much in the forefront and and knowing that we have a choice to change things or to move towards where we want to go and the other aspect also i have the power to create from the inside out and i'm not depending on the outside to change the things i want to change 
yeah, I have the power to even decide in an unchanged, let's say, outside circumstance to see things differently. Yeah, yeah. If we, sounds like a very nice place to round off the arc. Uh, you definitely had a, a very powerful and, and uh, inspiring journey. And I'm sure many of the things that you you shared probably resonate with many other people as well. Uh, as you said, it's normal, it's human, right? Um, if you were to give your younger self an advice, what would you tell her? Oh, only one, because I think I would have a list of at least 50. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the essence of it, maybe? Mm. It can't be more than one. <laughs> I'll start with a long sentence, see how many things I can put into that. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's be, be your own friend and not your own enemy for starters, which, which kind of, you know, wraps around that, that whole, the self-talk we were talking about, the self-acceptance we, we were talking about. Um, definitely, in my case, don't take yourself so seriously. Um, you know, it's going to be fine. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and, and focus on the good side and have fun, yeah, and then take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. very important. Mm. Feels like a good place to round it off here. Thank you for sharing your story, for you know your vulnerability in sharing something that personal and for also sharing some real gems about you know what we can do and how we can be in order to create the change we want um, so i'm very grateful for you to come to have this conversation and uh, as you said i'm a work in progress i wish you all the best for your continued journey um, and uh, i'm looking forward to our next conversation whenever that will happen Thank you. Thank you for holding the space. Um, and if there's one last thing that, that I can say is, um, because we're talking about vulnerability and there's always, um, for me still, this, this thought of, ooh, you, you know, should I be so vulnerable? Should I say? Mm. <clears throat> and, you know, over, over the years, um, I've met many people from many different countries, many different cultures. And while we're all very different, I feel we're also very, very similar in, you know, those core things that we're looking for, realization, mm. happiness, connection, relationships. So, so yes, it's vulnerable. And at the same time, I know that that's, um, I think I think we're all the same in in these kind of deeper things. Mm, beautiful, yeah. I think it's also one of my my intentions for this podcast is actually to illuminate those stories to to have us 
see how we are all connected in our shared humanity. Mm. And uh, I'm sure your story is somebody else's story as well. Or part of your story is somebody else's story as well. And I think that's what, what connects us in the end is those shared stories and our shared humanity. Um, we are all struggling with something and we're all on our path, on our journey. And eventually we will become, uh, we will over and over, overly grow again to become kind of the best version of ourselves, if that's even yeah, possible. And, and we're not alone. Exactly. Yeah. We're not alone on that uh, on that path. Yeah. Thank you very much, Alessandra. I wish you all the best for your ongoing and future journey. And I'm sure we'll be in touch again very soon. Thank you, Michael. Thank all you. The best. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, share with someone who might enjoy listening to this podcast, or get in touch via my website, www.michaelbeder.com, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Have a nice day, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. Be well.